This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. From baseball's top personalities, the Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players, five time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to come out here to lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. It's time for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We are back from the winter meetings in Nashville. It was an absolute blast, and we got to hook up with some of the biggest names in our sport. We're going to hear from new Giants manager, our old buddy Bob Melvin, the new manager of the Guardians and one of the great A's, Stephen Vogt, Derek Shelton from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Rocco Baldelli from the Minnesota Twins. But we'll start off with our old friend, Bo Mel. Bob Melvin once again is with us, San Francisco Giant manager. I, I it is unbelievable to think what has gone on just with you lately. How does that what is that like? You're the manager yeah. of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I know, pretty crazy. So you know, last few years I've moved around a little bit. Um really, really fortunate to be able to continue to get jobs here. So um, really enjoyed my time in San Diego, you know, first year there was absolutely fantastic last year, obviously was a disappointment for everybody, a lot of drama towards the end and so forth. So this kind of came up at the right time and it feels like, you know, things happen for a reason. And this one happened for a reason to be able to back home in the Bay is just, I can't even believe it. It's, it's, it's a surreal experience. Yeah. When you, when, when you think about fits and obviously we had you on the program as San Diego came to Oakland at the end of the year, we know things weren't going so hot, but it, it's about the right fits. I mean, obviously Oakland was such the right fit for you for so many years, but things changed in Oakland. It was time for you to move on where you are and what you want to accomplish. And it just seemed you never wanted to leave the Bay area. You didn't want to leave the A's, but you never wanted to leave the Bay area. It's just the fit back here in the Bay Area. It's what it should be. It is. And, you know, I was in the Bay Area last week and got to go to a Cal game, got to go to Cal Santa Clara basketball Are game. Are you getting looking. your season tickets back? Well, I've got, I have to, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I had those for like four or five years, yes, and I yes. would not miss a game. So I lived in Berkeley. I was really – I was close by, but got an opportunity to go again the other day, and it just – I got goosebumps when I went in there, and it just felt like it was right again. So – I am a Bay Area guy for sure. Are you going to live at the Claremont again? No, I I, <laughs> I got to go on the other side of the Bay this yeah. time. You know, it's a little closer to the ballpark. And, man, there's some great places to be right around there, too. So just another great opportunity to get a, to experience a little bit more of the Bay Area and other side of the bridge. You know, I think about some organizations that mean so much to you. Uh, obviously, the Tigers, you know, coming up with the Tigers and what that meant. And then, of course, you know, the San Francisco Giants coming back home and playing, but at that time in your life and just knowing all the relationships and you're bringing the big Marine Matt Williams with you, just, you know, just to come back to the Bay and come back to the Giants where you played. And obviously the organization means a lot to you. It does. So uh, we talk about timing and so forth. I'm going to have to talk after I'm done with this job, I'm going to have to talk David Force into giving me a one day playing uh, contract again so I can play for the Giants, manage the Giants, play for the A's, manage the A's. I don't think he's going to do that at my age, but uh, you this, DH. this is this pretty, <laughs> pretty fortunate experience for me. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And when, when you look at the team, it's so funny. It's because you know so much being in the division, right? I mean, you've been preparing against the against the Giants as the Padres manager. You know, it's kind of like talking with Stephen Vogt, who Stephen just played against all these guys. Now he's going to be managing against them. Just how do you think that will play for you now that you, you've had so much competition against the Padres? You know the Padres, and you know this club, the Giants, who you're taking over. Yeah, you know, when I was managing the Padres, the Giants were a tough team to prepare for. It took a little more time because of all the matchups they played and the pinch hitting, and you had to know, okay, do I like this matchup better than this matchup? And so it took a little bit of time to do that. And Farhan's put together a, a roster that you'd be able to mix and match and do things with, and you know they're always going to – um, you know, play smart in the way they do it. Obviously, you know, looking to get a little bit more star power here, which the Giants have always had in their career and which, you know, the fan base absolutely loves. So, uh, but knowing the division some, you know, San Diego's got a great team. They got some really, really good hitters there. I know they're going to have to to go out and get some more pitching right now. But, you know, with Arizona playing the way they did last year too, this no division doubt. is a really tough division. So it's just not, you know, preparing for them. It's the Dodgers. It's, it's everybody in the division now. It's a really good division. Farhan, the relationship obviously established in Oakland. How much did that play? It was huge. So, you know, when, when I went through the interview process here and it was more, you know, Zoom calls with ownership, front office, you know, I got to talk to Buster Posey for the first time. Um, it was never really a formal interview with Farhan. And it, at the end of it, he, <laughs> he, he kind of said to me, he goes, do we need to talk about anything? Yeah. And I said, ah, boy. How do you feel about reverse split pitchers? Yeah. And he goes, is that really where we left it off 10 years ago or whatever? But so, so it's been that seamless. You know, he's, he's allowed me to bring in some coaches that are really important to me. You know, guys from the Bay Area, guys with a little star power as well with, with guys like Matt Williams, you know, Brian Price. I get Brian Christensen who was with me in Oakland, San Diego, too. We're bringing Pat Burrell up as, as a hitting coach that was in the organization, won a World Series there, too. So he's really been great in allowing me to bring some guys that are going to make me that much more comfortable on the staff. Yeah, Rhino. I mean, everybody knows what he's going to mean. He was a great A and uh, love him to death and hope that someday he gets a manager manager's job. and. And your guy, you get your guy, your buddy. And we've seen so many times, I know from a pitching standpoint, what he's meant for you. So that, that's been huge. Yeah. I mean, he's was my first pitching coach and, you know, when 2003, you know, you talk about now with, with some of the analytics and guys pitching so many innings and so forth, we, in 2003, we had five starters that made every start and all pitched 200 innings. Probably not going to see that again, but that shows you the value kind of, of how he values starting pitching. Um, and, you know, we have some starters there and some, and it's deep in the organization with some of the younger guys, you know, with Harrison and, and Wynn and guys like that. We, we have a lot of good pitchers there that, that probably, you know, haven't had the innings to, uh, you know, maybe put together 200 innings at the big leagues yet. But we're going to have to be creative with that. But starters are, are valued by both him and myself. So the Giants will have starting pitchers this year. Yeah, we will have starting pitchers. Guys that are going to try and go more than a couple innings. That's yeah. going to happen. You seen that Logan Webb guy? Logan Webb guy. I, I heard of him. Yeah. They're just after him. Yeah, there's been just well, there were some injuries in too. But no, yeah. we're we're. I think uh, I think we'll 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 kind of flip that a little bit this year. Stephen Vogt means a lot to you. We just had Johnny Gomes. I mean, all your former guys mean a lot to you. Just when you heard Stephen Vogt's going to be the manager of the Guardians, I you know Frank Conorowell stepping down. Uh, just what were your thoughts, Stephen Vogt, manager? This fast. Well, I think I've kind of been 
promoting that one for years. I said a long time ago, yeah. I thought that Stephen Vogt had a chance to be a manager. So Craig Council standing over there, he was, he was, he played for me too. And, and I said, Craig Council is going to be a manager as well. So I'm two for two as far as that goes. But whenever you have somebody that plays for you, has meant as much to the team and the organization, understood the history of the team, um, you know, all those things, embraced it all, being in an Oakland and so forth. And, and, being a manager now that certainly puts a big smile on my face. And then how about Wash getting the job in Anaheim 71? He just said he wanted one more chance. And I mean, no one works harder. We saw what he did with Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon means a lot to, to all of us. Just, just what were your thoughts when you heard Ron Wash? Oh my God. I was just, it felt so good because it's been quite a while for him. And I remember when I took over the A's in 12, you know, he, he'd come off of two World Series appearances in a row. So he definitely understands what it takes to win. And just his personality and, and the, the, the drive that he continues to have. Uh, nobody's going to outwork Ron Washington. Like you said, he's met so much to guys like, you know, Chapman, Olsen, certainly Marcus Simeon. He put him on the map and, and yeah. kind of made him the player he is right now. So the, this was well over, long overdue that, that Wash got another managing job. I don't know what's going to happen. This has been like the slowest meetings of all time, but obviously you guys are fishing in the big pond right now. You want to land some big fish. We do. So, you know, I think that's kind of what's holding everything up right now is yeah. that, you know, when you're dedicating that much money to a player, you know, you got to have to figure out, all right, what do we have left to spend? So I think a lot of teams are, are looking at right that right now. And when a couple of these big guys come off the board, I think things will speed up a little bit. It does feel a little bit slow right now. Remember, we dealt with this last year with you talking about Aaron Judge when everybody thought he was flying in to talk to the Giants. He flew in to talk to the Padres. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. Everybody was talking. It was Judge, Judge, Judge. Now this is like the same thing with Otani. Right. And then when he signs, then now it becomes a whole different thing. And, you know, guys like Matt Chapman and Blake Snell and guys like that, I think the the pace will, will pick up once, uh, you know, whether Chamamoto or Otani or guys like that come off the board. Well, you're happy. And I think that's the number one thing. You know, I mean, you, you've earned the right. And um, I can tell you're happy. This is. This is a good move for Bob Melvin. I'm happy for you. Well, thanks. How can you not be, right? Back in the Bay. And so looking forward to going back to Oakland this year, too. You know, that was, that was a lot of fun last year being able to, after, you know, not being there for a, a year plus or whatever it was, to be able to go back to the Coliseum. And, you know, I always love going to the Coliseum and playing. So looking forward to that as well. We'll see you around the stairs. Uh, I will do the stairs. First first day of the series. It used to be more, but now I'm a little bit of an elevator. Spring training. Age, Remember that I spring go. training up and down yep. and up and uh, down. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not as often, but still part of my routine. It's great to have you back. Thank you. It's great to have you back on Ace Cast. Well, Appreciate it. Now that you're back, we'll be able to get you a lot more. Yeah, for sure. I'm there. Of the Guardians, we want to play something for you that was literally two months ago. It was two months ago at the Oakland Coliseum. I had them dig this up because I think it's absolutely. Are we ready to go? Yeah. All right, play it. Look going forward for you, what have you learned where you go, man, I didn't realize the manager does this? Because you were so much involved. And like you said, it's almost like you were like a player manager at time. But what what have you learned from coaching, looking at the manager? I don't know. You're now the quality control yeah. coach. Like, what have you learned that you didn't know? The biggest thing that I – is how many people are working behind the scenes to give the 26 guys on the roster everything they need, right? That was two months <laughs> ago. 
right here on Ace Cast Live, Stephen Vogt was talking about, you know, I'm learning a lot, being in the bullpen, being in uniform, and here we are. You're now the manager of the Cleveland Guardians. Wow, it blows my mind. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I There's even more people than I, than I realized. <laughs> in the it's How un- much, just think about that in too much, how, in those two months, how much your life has changed? Uh, I mean, incredibly. I, it, the last five weeks, however long it's been now, month, um, everything's different. You know, the the family, now we're going to be commuting to Cleveland. We're yeah. going to, you know, instead of driving an hour and 10, it's flying five hours, you know, so a little longer commute. But um, just I'm, I'm so humbled. I'm so honored to be given this opportunity to, to be given the chance to earn this opportunity. And I couldn't be more excited to be joining the Cleveland Guardians. It's literally like you've been living at Disneyland. You've been living this fairy tale, right? The last AB, the ending of the career. Now you're getting a manager. I mean, it's like you've been living in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah and I don't take it lightly. It's, uh, it, like I said, from the beginning, just give me an opportunity. Yeah. I just want to earn an opportunity. And, you know, I told Alyssa when I was coming to the minor leagues, I'm like, man, I can just get to the big leagues and somebody gives me a chance, I'm going to do it. And, you know, and then I, I know I can coach. I know I can go straight to the big leagues and coach. I just, I know if somebody gives me the opportunity, I can do it. And, you know, and then just give me in that interview room. I know if I can get in that inter- interview room, I can show them who I am. And uh, being able to have that opportunity and now to be sitting in this seat with you talking like this, I don't take it, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted. I've worked, I've worked and worked and worked and learned and picked people's brains and paid attention all for building up to this. And now we're just getting started and it's just been so much fun. And like I said, I'm, I'm honored, I'm humbled and I couldn't be more excited. I mean, I'm honored because I think like you were in tears. We had you in tears that last interview before that last game, you cried on this show. And then we think about that interview we just showed you. And we think about now and just to watch, I, 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 I think of one guy cause you know, Ron, you know, wash Ron Washington was here yesterday the angels didn't want to bring him on the show. They're like, well, do it. Spring show. wash went, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. And wash came over and we're, I think about one guy who's really played. He, he didn't end up showing, but it really is Billy bean, Billy bean. What he did for wash in his career. It's Billy bean saw something in you brought you over from Tampa. And obviously being a two-time all-star and the opportunity with the A's is like Billy bean. It's like, it's amazing how certain people, can help shape what happens in, in someone's life for sure and, and and i can't thank billy david and dan and and that whole group and bob you know for giving me the opportunity to show what i can do and you know obviously they saw something in me that uh created an opportunity and you know and bob always told me he's like hey go play take it and run see what you can do and i've taken that approach and even scott service last year he said hey go take an interview go see what you can do yeah and gave me all the encouragement and everyone along the way has just helped shape me into who I am. And, uh, I couldn't be more thankful. And like you said, Billy being able to spot what he sees and the way he sees it. And then that group, it's, it's something pretty special. Now, when you start thinking about I'm the manager of the guardians, like, like, like getting prepared, I know you're going to hit the holidays, got the young kids, you're going to be doing all of that. But like, you know, before you know it, spring training's going to be here. What, like, like what's been the thought process? Like what kind of manager do you want to be? What kind of communicator? What kind of, you know, how, like, how do you want to conduct yourself? Yeah. Have you thought about this? Yeah, I just want to be me. You know, yeah, I got a lot more on my plate and yeah. got a lot more responsibilities. And 
but I just want to be me. I want to be there for my players. I want to be there for the staff. I want to be there for the support staff. You know, I've said it a million times now, but it's there's 75 people a day that I need to make sure are feeling heard and valued. And I have that capacity. It's what I've done my whole career. And now I just have to make those decisions during the game and, <laughs> and get yelled at for it. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I think for me, it's go be myself. That's what Bob told me. That's what Scott told me. That's what Craig Council told me. It's what Brian Snicker told me. That's what Matt Cotrar, all these people that have been huge influences on my career and on my life. They all said the same thing. Be yourself. Go be you. If you're not their guy, you're not their guy. But just go show them who you are. And and that's what I've done throughout this whole and will continue to do. And I got a really good coaching staff around me to make sure that I continue to do that. We talked to Dan Otero yesterday. Yeah. We had him on the program. It's great. The job that he has. I know he talked to you. Yeah. And um, how much fun was that? Like calling people that, let's, just not buddies, but calling people that you love, you trust. Because obviously that's what you need. Yeah on your staff what was it like making those phone calls it was weird you know it was weird to to call somebody that i am close with and say hey would you you know i can't, I can't promise anything but if there's an opportunity that comes up would you want to interview for a coaching job and you know hearing yeses and nos and maybes and but just putting that staff together and and getting those commitments from people to at least come take a chance was was really fun um and there's some tough phone calls right you have to make some calls to some people that you love that say hey i don't have anything for you this year and it's hard it's not yeah. e it's not easy to tell somebody you love and you want to work with one day that we just don't have anything right now i'm sorry and but again that's part of the part of this it's just being me and i'm always been honest i've always been upfront and honest and always will be and um you know but dan otero you know he's very special to me and um you know, he still works for that other side and, you know, but uh, no, he's, he's, he's special. I'm glad he got, got a chance to catch up with him. Cleveland is blue collar. It's hardworking. I, whether you're talking about the city, you're talking about the Browns, you're talking about the Cavs. It's just the, 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 the guardians. It is a hardworking, hardcore sports town. It's I, I, you fit there. Like the uh, your career and how you went about your business and how you became an all star and how you your career it fits. Do you, did you get that like right away? Like this city because like Francona and the Red Sox and everything, but he fit in Cleveland. Yeah. I you fit in Cleveland. Yeah. No, I I feel that way too. From the first from the first hour of the interview process, I told Alyssa, I said, I think I fit here. I think this is a good place. These are good people. It's the kind of city where we we fit in. Yeah, it's very blue collar. It's it's take your lunch pail to work. It's grab your hard hat and, you know, and that's how these guys already play because Tito Tito had that in place. That's the beauty of it. Coming in, inheriting this, I feel so blessed. And yeah, there's pressure. And yeah, the t filling Tito's shoes, you can't fill those shoes. It's maybe just try and see if I can put them on and and take a step, you know. But uh, for me, it's I do feel like I fit cleveland and i couldn't be more excited to work with this group this organization is full of phenomenal people and resources and i'm really excited to get to work yeah i i think about all the times you've played out these games in your mind and as a catcher you're always thinking about i'd change this guy you i mean you've i mean now what do you think that's going to be like when when you're now making those decisions? You're making those yeah. every day before the game, during the game, and got to deal with it after the game. Yeah, again, it's it's we have a ton of good resources around me, and you know, from the front office, from our analytical group, and from our coaching staff. You know, we have 
we looked it up. There's over, over 250 years of coaching experience on our coaching staff, you know, and 251 with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it, that was a big year. Yeah, that was, was a it big was a, year. It was a big year, but it's relying on the people around me to, to help me educate and learn this is when you do these things and leaning on them. But ultimately it is my decision and I'm the one that's going to wear it. And it's, it's ultimately on me, but it's using all of these resources around me to help educate myself and what's going to put us in the best position to win. And that's what I'm about. All right. You have a unique situation that you're going to have probably for the next couple of years is that you've played against everybody. Mm -hmm. You've just played. If you take all except for the young kids who just come up You've done the scouting reports on these guys. You've competed against these guys. I see that as a major strength. Have, have you thought? I mean, yeah. you had have thought about oh, that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think for me, like having that perspective and, and the scouting reports and all that, but also I played with young guys not too long ago. You know, our team in Oakland in 22, we had a ton of young guys. I know how they think. I know what's making them tick. I know when they're they're feeling like they're they're underwater. And being able to spot that and go put my arm around them and encourage them, I think is going to be huge. Yeah, we just had we had Johnny Gomes on today, and we were talking about 2012, 2000s, and you know, obviously 13 and everything. It's like thinking back on it, but you know, there's it just goes to show like what what you've learned. Like Johnny was talking about never in his life, you know, because in 12 the team was like 13 and a half games back and came back, you know, you know, four back with five to go, came back. Like Johnny says, it's distorted his view. Like you always feel like you learn things in Oakland that you may not learn in other places that you're always in it. You always have a chance and payroll and all the excuses don't yeah. matter. Yeah. And then having gone through that and, and having those experiences is going to help me relate to our guys and it's going to help me explain things. It's going to help me do those things that are unpopular. And, but Oakland, Oakland teaches you that no matter who's in the room on any given night, no matter who's in the lineup, we can go out and win if we put our minds to it. And taking that foundation that I learned in Oakland is going to help tremendously now that I'm in this position in Cleveland. And you guys know, I mean, you've essentially been the standard in the central, right? And the twins are kind of falling off. Um, their, their payroll is going to go down. And I know with Cleveland, it's just all about winning. Uh, you have to be happy about that is that there is a culture of winning that you're going into. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm extremely thrilled to be joining that. And you know, the, the AL central is a battle every year. Um, but we feel like we're, we've got a chance and that's all you, you just got to get in and, you know, and that, that message, once you get in, you get hot, anything can happen from there. Well, it's been an honor to cover your career, right? When you came over, I think about the, the game winning hit against the Tigers. I think about first time we did the interview about you being an all-star and then about you being an all-star a second time. And then just, just your entire career and the thing we just did in the dugout and, here we are. Now you're a manager. It's been an honor to cover your career and watch you grow. It's been really yeah. cool. Well, I, I appreciate it. Oakland will always be home. It'll always be our baseball home. And, uh, you know, Alyssa and I, we, we couldn't be more thrilled that we're going to be playing in Oakland on opening day. And, yeah, I mean, that's the other and, thing. Too. I mean, right, right when I <laughs> hey, got, the, got, the jo got the job and we open up the schedule and it's like, holy crap, our first game is in Oakland. Are you kidding me? And it just made everything feel right. And just to share that that day with the people in Oakland and being able to be there. I mean, all of you are a big part of why I'm here. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And that, that goes for everyone that works for the Oakland A's from the front office to the staff, to the concession stand workers, to the security guards, to the media, you know, everybody uh, it, it's, it's family. And I can't wait to give Eric a hug behind home plate before the first game of the year, you know, and, 
Um, it's just, it's one of those things that I, I couldn't be more happy about. How about when you're walking out to make a pitching change in the chant, I believe it's Steven Vogt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm playing for the enemy. I'm, all right. I'm with the enemy. You'll never be the enemy. Come on. Hey, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's I really been appreciate a, it. It's been a great ride. Yes, it and has. have have great holidays with the family. And then uh, we'll see you at spring training. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Derek Sheldon. I got, I mean, I'm right out of the gate. I don't want to bring up the high, but I just, please tell me that when I see, when I see him, I'm thinking, there's no way they competed against you. I, I don't know if any if anybody could sweat as much in their ears like <laughs> as Farron does. Like do a, I need to get a towel God, for you? I mean, do, do we have like another headset? I mean, here you can take. No, one. no, no. I'm teasing. Oh, I'm teasing. I'm saying, uh, but I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, my high school dominates his high school, so I don't know. He, I, there's a superiority complex that he has probably about it. So, but I'm just happy, you know, guys from the northern suburbs of Chicago are representing. You know, last time we talked to you when the A's were taking on the Pirates, things were going really good. And it just – it really shows what we talked about last time we did this was in San Diego about building culture, about building change. And you saw that. You started to see it. Talk about your guys' year with the Pirates to where it was going really good, didn't – it ended up you guys played real well down the stretch also – I mean, obviously things happen in a baseball season, but you can see the ship is going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know, I, we talked about it, with, and I think Kotz is doing a good job of it uh, in in Oakland. It, it's a challenge. I mean, you have to build a culture. You have to continue to stay positive and, you know, look for the light at the end of the tunnel. And that all starts with how you communicate and what you do. And, and we're starting to see the fruits. We started. We saw it last year with, with being 14 games better, and I think we're seeing it continue to move on. You know, so much in baseball right now we talk about is, is getting innings. You know, one thing I know the A's that we're going to be looking at, you know, so many people want to focus. You know, we have so many people focus on data. We have so many people focusing on bats. And the one thing that I've been looking at is how many people need pitching. So as a manager, when you think about that at the winter meetings, you need innings. You can't rely on bullpenning. You can't rely on bullpens. You need guys to give you innings during the year. How much are you able to talk about that with the front office and, and kind of your needs when you come to the meetings? Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that, that Ben allows me to have a, a voice in that with our group. And, and you're right. we do. Everyone needs innings, and you have to find it. And starting pitching innings are expensive. You know, they, yeah. they just are in, in today's market. But you need guys that can soak them up. You need guys that can then go out and get you outs. And it's probably the biggest thing that, uh, you know, everybody's talking about while we're here. Yeah. Uh, I, I had it down. Uh, 20 of the 30 teams have all pretty much said that they're looking for more pitching. 20 of the 30. Like, we can all sit here, Taco Tani and Soto and, and Yamamoto and everything, but – Almost, more than half the teams are, are looking to get better on the mound. Yeah, I'd like to know who the 10 teams are that aren't looking <laughs> for pitching. Yeah, who's got that? I mean, who has the surplus because yeah. we need to call them and make sure we can get to it. But, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think is really consistent amongst the game is you need to you need to big as, uh, a, as big a stable of pitching as possible. So when you think about going into this year – what do you think about this upcoming season, 2024, for the Pirates? I, well, I think, number one, we need more pitching. 
I think our young position player group has taken a step forward. It's going to be nice to get O'Neill Cruz back, uh, you know, on the field. We lost him seven games in, five games in last year. So to get him back on the field is going to be important for us. But it's important for us to add pitching, uh, you know, not specifically while we're in Nashville, but before we get to spring training. Yeah, you have a lot of athleticism. Yeah, we do. We're an athletic group. Uh, I think the new style of play is important for us and, and helps us. So it's something that, that, you know, we need to make sure that we just continue to build off. And the fact that our guys were able to get that many at-bats last year was really important to did us. Did you really talk about the new rules and taking advantage of the new rules? I know we did. Yeah, we talked about them a lot, and I think we probably did as good a job as anybody. You know, you, t- you talked about our start. We manipulated them as well as anybody in the first month, uh, you know, and then – people started to you know realize what we were doing and I think it all came back down to scale when you think about when you started and where you are now what do you think you really learned as a manager and really a leader of men be patient I think that's the biggest thing you you learn to be patient with players uh in terms of what they have going on and then I think just the the whole leading thing is and any manager that goes through this for the first time will tell you is like there is so much that gets thrown at you. It's not just the baseball game. It's seven o'clock when the game starts. That's the best three hours of your day. Everything else uh, gets thrown on you, whether it's front office, whether it's strength and conditioning, whether it's medical, whether it's players, whether it's staff. There's so many other factors that go into the day that that's where you have to really just prioritize. You know what you're doing and how you're doing it. I don't think fans really realize that one of the big roles as a man because we think manager players set the lineup go it's really a game of managing up and managing down managing down is to the players as you mentioned training staff and everybody managing up is front office ownership there's a whole different game when you talk about when you're manager when you're the manager and you're the leader you're the face of the franchise there's all kinds of levels that you have to deal with. And as you said, it's just not the three – well, hopefully under three hours. Yeah. But it's just not the three hours of the game. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. You're, you are doing both of that. And you're, you're managing relationships. You're managing uh, other people's relationships, you know, how they interact. It, it, that is the biggest challenge in the game today is you're the, just the overall managing of people. You have young pitching. You've had – it's common – like, what are the expectations for the young kids? Yeah, the, the young pitching is coming, and, and I think that's the biggest thing. We have to temper our excitement on the fact we do have a bunch of young arms. We have to make sure they're ready to pitch in the big leagues. You know, pitching in the big leagues isn't just being a prospect and being a really good player. You have to go through the trials and tribulations of a minor league season and what goes on in the ups and downs to be able because it's very rare that you see a guy come to the big leagues and have, you know, sustained success right away. So I, I think the making sure that – when we do bring guys, it's the right time, and, and not just because we rushed them. And you know because of Cody being the biggest Pirates, like your biggest fan is, is here with the A's. I know, I love that. We're constantly we're, – we're updated on the Pirates on a daily basis on what's going on with you guys. I love that so much. I mean, Raise the, the Jolly Roger. It's, it's the reason I'm on the, the A's <laughs> podcast is because of Cody. I mean, I saw, I saw Greg and Matt Capps earlier. I saw there's a whole Pirates contingent here. Yeah, yeah. I, I never we're thought rep- I would – We're representing strong. I'm, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad – but I wanted to ask real quick. I, yeah, go ahead. Andrew McCutcheon, what did his leadership and bringing oh, him back cut. mean to the clubhouse? It was, it was vital to – to us I mean we have a young club but I think there's two points with Kutch number one he wanted to come back and all of our young players when they think of the Pirates probably you know guys like you they think of Andrew McCutcheon so having him in our clubhouse you know was really important 
And then the last thing is, like, Kutch plays the game like he was like he's still 25. He runs every ground ball out. He plays hard. He shows up every day. When you have a player that institutionally is looked upon not only by the organization but the city that acts like that, it, it resonates with your young group. The buy-in. 100%. Got to have buy-in. When the, when, when the former – I mean, he's still a star. I mean, he's Andrew McCutcheon, for God's sakes. And he's going to get Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's getting the Hall of Fame, but he'll get Hall of Fame votes. Right. When, the, when he, there's buy-in there, we always talked about with Marcus Simeon. If Marcus Simeon's out there busting his ass and he's out there early every single day, Marcus Simeon played every single game – Took ground balls. I mean, if Marcus Simeon's out there, you bet everybody else is going to be out yeah, there. Yeah, and we're really fortunate. We have Kutch like that. Brian Reynolds is like that. Yeah. You know? So when you have your best players that do that, that messaging is a whole heck of or is a whole heck of a lot easier with any young kid that comes up and doesn't want to go. And that contract being done, how much was that? Just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I mean, it was something I think we all wanted to get done. Sometimes the business side gets involved and it, you know, causes conversation. But the fact that you know both sides got to the resolution they liked. We're in a much better spot. You know we're big fans. Thank you, Thank guys you for, for stopping by. We Go always to... appreciate it. Yeah, and I promise I didn't sweat as much as Farron, too. You know what? You look way better, and I, I'm going to go with your, your guys' side. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We'll want to reach out to you in spring training and see how things are going because I think you guys, this will be a year you're really going to sneak up in the NL Central. I appreciate it. Well, I look forward to talking to you. All right, buddy. Be well. All right. Thanks, guys. As the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Cody, you got to be fired up representing the Bucks. There's a lot of youngsters coming up through the system in Pittsburgh. Rocco's now joining us here. We'll get him in here real quick as we appreciate the time whenever we can get uh, the managers on. We've had a great Ron. Derek Shelton uh, was just with us. Ron Washington. Rocco, we appreciate the time. And first off, uh, just your your thoughts on the guy that precedes you there. We just had him on. Ron Washington means so much. to the. He was a longtime coach for the A's. And at 71 years old, to get that shot again, he comes in after you. I know you got to talk to him just – for you, a guy that's been in the seat now, to know what he's been through and to get that shot again, how happy are you for Yeah, him? and I'm not alone. So I, I, I couldn't be happier for Ron uh, because you see how much he loves the game. You've seen all the success he's had. Everyone's, everyone's seen that for many, many years as a, as a manager and as a coach and as a mentor and the way that people feel about him. So when you, when you see a guy that has done this so well, both the on-field stuff and the way he treats people for so, so long, you want people like that back in the seat and you want people like that on the top step. And, and that's where he's at. It's where he belongs. You know, I learned so much from Wash all those years. Of course, Bob Melvin, uh, doing the Bob Melvin show, you know, and, and for yourself, you know, we, we focus so much on data and analytics and numbers. But when you're sitting in the seat that you're sitting in, it's about the communication business and the business about your players and your relationship with the players. Just talk about what you've learned over the years because you remember what you were like as a player, but then you think as a manager and now dealing with the 26 guys plus all the guys coming up on the 40-man, that's a relationships business. Yeah, that's what our game is. And uh, young, younger managers like myself um, that are coming into a job for the first time, you may have an idea of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. You have no idea how you're going to do it. So you, that, that, that's what you're actually lear- That's what you're trying to figure out from yeah. day one. And you're taking advice and you're listening to people and you're trying to absorb all that. And then, you know, how do you actually do it? How do you actually show up 
uh, every day. How does that first off season go? You know, there's there's so much I could probably dive into, but it's really, you know, how do you do it? And you know how you do it? A little bit at a time. That's how you do it. You do it by talking to one person and then talking to someone else and talking to someone else and getting your guys going and everybody on the same page and then letting them take the field and play. Once they take the field, then they just do what comes naturally. Uh, your, your job is to really kind of oversee um, and make sure that everything else looks right before you send them out there to go play well. Well, you've had great success with Minnesota. We appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully you guys do some adding here coming up here, and good luck. Have, have great holidays, and hopefully we'll talk to you next season when you're in Oakland. That's a plan. I'll, I'll be here and uh, appreciate it very, very much. Rocco Baldelli, the manager of the Minnesota Twins, trying to get him back in the playoffs again, and the Twins always competitive, always tough. Thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered, and thank you to Bob Melvin, Stephen Vogt, Derek Shelton, and Rocco Baldelli. You've been listening to A's Unfiltered right here on A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 